1: Welcome to episode 92 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me today again is my co-host, Matthew Aguilar. What up? And Janelle Wheeler's back with us. Hey, guys. And we got a lot to talk about today. The holidays are coming. We're coming to the end of this year, but we still have some big events going on on both the small screen and the big screen. So we are here today because the first reactions to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, have hit so we got to go over those. Uh, it's looking kind of uh, turbulent out here. So we're going to talk about all of that. We also have the finale to HBO's Watchmen that we got to pick through and discuss because a lot yes. happened there. A lot so also good. happened during the Gaming Awards. So we have a lot to talk about in the world of gaming. And of course, this is Comic Book Nation. So we have to talk about the new comics of the week with Mr. Matt Aguilar. So we better get on to all this because like I said, we got a lot to do. And we're going to start out, as promised, talking about the first reactions of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker just had its premiere last night, and the first reactions kind of flooded into Twitter in the darkness of night, and a lot of people woke up to find today that... We really haven't come that far since The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's fair to say that the first reactions to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, are split. Um, some people are saying that it's this kind of grand and epic, gratifying end to the Skywalker saga. Other people are, like, you know, saying they are outright let down by it. These are kind of Star Wars insiders and super fans who all went to the premiere which has raised a lot of questions because if that crowd is saying it, like, what's going to happen when this movie hits Friday? I don't know, but um, now it feels like we're seeing a slow movie car wreck in not really <laughs> like, the bad sense, like, Star Wars is going to make a bunch of money, but, yeah, if you thought it got kind of hairy out here on the internet when The Last Jedi hit, I don't feel like this is going to be that much better. I think, overall, uh, the sequel trilogy is going to end up being one of the most kind of divisive and debated parts of Star Wars, uh, when this was supposed to be a healing process. So far for me,
2: it's, it's a little interesting. Like I said, we can't really, because we haven't seen it, but out of the three big ending things, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, and Avengers, I'm a little surprised that Avengers is the one that everyone seems to have loved
1: the wow, most. Wow, good point. Even
3: though there was divisiveness there too, but
4: yeah. but yeah.
1: not near but even what coming it was out for Endgame, Game of Endgame. I don't think like, those reactions were not that Marvel best. that had just been killing it at every movie was just <laughs> it was a, it, the yeah. one who gets I mean, the most pass. Marvel and had and a approval.
2: Marvel had a very like they all had very big planes they needed to land. Yeah, and I think you know outside of. Well, I mean, we. I mean, Marvel we can see the game. We, a could, we could. We couldn't the and, you know, Game of Thrones. Marvel thing had a plane because and the whole season over at an airport yeah. for a while. Like, sure, but like. The Game of Thrones we kind of saw coming because the entire season was just basically trash. Oh, but,
1: I mean, there were a lot so of high sad. hopes for Don't say season. these things like I subscribe with <laughs> you. Know. Like, just <laughs> just throw out there just, I'm like on the Twitter uh, hashtag opinion. World. And and everyone was expecting...
2: Because they tagged him. Star Wars, and it's, it's interesting.
4: But Marvel had like... Uh, they have so much more to give us with a lot of our favorite characters, and I feel like Star Wars does not. I mean, we're just moving on past so many of these people that we fell in love with and are, I mean, is this correct? We're never going to see their stories again. Um, is it over? I
1: mean, it's, it's kind of, no, not to say you're wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. They haven't announced anything, but it, it's a wide open franchise these days. And there are a lot of ways, like we're getting Rise of Skywalker and there's like a Rise of Kylo Ren comic book coming out at the same time cool. that explains you know how this whole thing with the Jedi Temple and the stuff we thought would be an epic scene in the movies is actually a whole story for a comic book. So wow. that's kind of how Star Wars operates now. And so it's not; it's never. There's there's nothing that says we won't ever see more with Ray or Finn or Poe backstory. You know all that kind of stuff. What happens after? What happens before? I mean, it's all on the table as possibility. But yeah, I mean, the focus of the sequel trilogy will be kind of concluding with this story. Yeah, right. So the main thrust of that whole storyline will be done, as as well as all the theories of that everybody's been floating around for three films now. Yeah. They'll either play out this way or they'll play out that way, and then it'll be, it'll be that. And in fact, it's kind of like, it seems to be from the criticism, if you read a lot of them, that the problem with The Rise of Skywalker that most people are pointing to early on is that it's not so much a movie as a corrective measure, trying to... Fix and tie off a bunch of stuff that Last Jedi and Force Awakens didn't completely finish. Mm. And so it's, it gets described. You'll hear a lot of descriptions like, it's a movie that is doing too much or at odds with itself, or it's two movies in one. It's like an epilogue to, it's a closeout to this, and then it's its own story. And so it just seems like they try to. Do too much kind of nostalgia, fan service. Hey, this isn't like Last Jedi. Let's go back to like, isn't this more like Force Awakens? Oh, but we also got to tell this kind of, kind of, kind of somewhat complicated story. Yeah, not complicated, but convoluted, according to what people hmm. say.
3: And that's so surprising to me. Yeah, with Abrams at the helm, like that's so I'm so Look, surprised by the, how people who is. people who loved Last Jedi are
2: taking issue with this. And then vice versa. People who didn't like the Last Jedi are okay with this.
4: I've been noticing that as well. It seems like even the people that would we would want to hear raving reviews from, they're more just like it's it's good. They're not like whoa, <laughs> yeah, this that, is amazing. I guess that's the biggest thing. even the best reviews aren't amazing. They're yeah. not like off on another. I don't no. know, exciting. I get
3: the Last Jedi journey. Yeah, having an issue of like, oh yeah, you're you're retconning our movie essentially. Yeah. But but the people that love the force awakens i am kind of surprised that like you're getting what you want kind of i guess i haven't seen it so i'm just saying i from can't what wait are to saying. see it but like it seems odd that you get
1: what you want and then you're like nah it's still not good enough <laughs> okay well
4: <laughs> <laughs> i know oh god I and, and, I mean, done and less this is kind of th- like
1: where star wars was headed for a while i mean this everybody has this thing they think they want nobody's getting what they want kind of like thing and now we just seem to arrive at this end point where nobody's getting what they want can I make a
4: comment on that That's,
1: that's what it that's what it
4: feels yeah like not getting what you want I have to stand corrected about the Mandalorian um, after the last, the latest episode, I am back in love with baby Yoda. I am loving the episode. I'm loving the story progression. I like, it was such an amazing episode and I am completely wrong for getting annoyed with, uh, the show because I'm, I'm actually like back on it
1: for sure. No, I mean, that's good. And yeah. like, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess there's a lesson in that somewhere for everybody. Which is like, yeah. Give it time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is kind of my thing now. I personally went out and read all the leaks and spoilers. I mean, I've made no secret about that around the office, and I feel great because I don't have to worry about all this, you know, the mystery and holding back out, and which should have never been part of a Star Wars movie to begin with. This is not that kind of movie. We shouldn't be hinging everything on these reveals and twists. And this ain't a Shyamalan movie. So, like, <laughs> I don't need a Sixth Sense twist to this. So I just went out and read the leaks because I was tired of wondering. I was tired of the theories. And I'm not going through another Last Jedi experience. I'm not going to be, like, sitting there watching this movie just getting mad at a checklist of things in my head. So I've That's had actually time. That's a good idea. I mean, like, I wouldn't advise it always. But in this case, I was I, w- I would actually advise fans to go out. Um, just let li- I mean, if you're so anxious about it, just go read the spoilers, see what it is. Take some time, take the next few days, process what it's saying. That's yeah, what I've They're done. out there. Yeah, they're out there. They I are. mean, we can now confirm after the first screenings more so now than, yeah, I mean, of before. course, obviously, since people have seen the film, there's spoilers, but if you saw some of the early leaks, we can confirm that a few of those that we stumbled across are definitely true for the most part, like about 80 to 85% true. Um, some minor details might be out of place, but the overall story points and reveals are correct. And yeah, I feel unburdened just having to re- read them because I had my reaction, but I've gotten to sit and think about it for a while And the overall kind of plot and, and arc and does it make sense? I can give the, you know, I can give a little bit more perspective on it and yeah. think about it. Now I can just go watch the film and enjoy it for how it's made, you know, and I did that to it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah me too. Have it without burdens and just kind of enjoy it for what it is. Um, So this is a rare case why I would just recommend that, like, take the pressure off yourself, because all this pressure to find out, you know, is Ray's parents, like, the answer we've all been hoping for that's going to save the universe, it's probably, like Luke said, it's not going to go the way you think, or it's going to be some kind of answer that you probably... Or, or may or may not be kind of happy with, sort of. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot. Obviously, this is just the first reactions from a select group of people that Lucasfilm probably regrets inviting to a premiere now. Because, um, <laughs> uh, you know, these things are supposed to boost positive response for your movie. And we haven't gotten that. But uh, Brandon Davis was there, and uh, Rich is not in the booth today. Super Star Wars fan, because he was there. Yeah. And uh, they'll both be back. And so later on this week, we'll probably have some commentary from. Uh, either one or both of them, and be able to let you know. And I think we're going to try to put together something so that opening weekend you guys will have a quick bonus episode because we all see it like Thursday night, and I think we're going to try to get a bonus episode in to fully break down the full spoilers and discussion of Rise of Skywalker, the sequel trilogy, the entire nine-film Skywalker saga, so uh, be tuned, stay tuned for that. All right, right now we're going to move on, though, and we are going to hop on over to the gaming awards that took place, and, uh, you know, we're not going to go through this too crazy, but there are some highlights, and we try to pull out the good stuff so you guys don't have to slog through all the crap, and you can just get you the highlights, so Matt's going to give us a breakdown, I mean, he's going to do for video games right now what he does for comics, and just pull us out and... Give us the stuff we should be buying or looking for. Yeah, well, and
3: the, and the biggest thing that I would, it would be interesting to kind of hear everybody's thoughts about it. I mean, Xbox, Microsoft did reveal their full-on Xbox S series design. Uh, it, they did correct it uh series x or whatever is not the name it's actually just xbox going forward and that Which is just like- the series oh. yeah um so it will just be xbox no 360 no 1 anymore it's just hmm. that um the but- xbox we just get a the yeah. xbox
4: the- yeah how do we they're very much like the t- they've been watching
3: <laughs> movie they've been watching movie reboots uh and the good news is because if anyone's seen the design it is very like it it looks like a large pc it's like a tower uh, it's yeah a tower uh it will go horizontally so it will rest in any of the because that was my biggest fear is like my most most entertainment units, mine is fine, but yeah. most cannot house something that right. stands like that. Uh or in it's like the PS2's too, case, even if you did stand it vertical, half the time the disc would slide and yeah. do all kinds of crazy stuff. In this the case, vertical no, you don't stand have to worry about was it. Not um, the biggest thing, and they didn't reveal it uh here, but one of the biggest rumors going around is that uh instead of like right now, uh the Xbox One and the PS4 can both put a game to sleep. That way you can Go watch whatever on Hulu mm. and then come back and it automatically loads you or back go where you to work. sleep. <laughs> Evidently the new Xbox, uh there's rumor out there that it can do multiple games at a time like that. Oh, so wow. you can because right now there's just it takes too much yeah, processing power to do that. Like, yeah. yeah, that's uh, great. Which would be awesome if that's true. But what did you think of the design? I mean that's that's an interesting design.
4: Uh it's it's sleek, um, but it just seems big. I mean like, it's it's
2: inevitable. We're going.
1: I don't know. It looks like the size of a
2: A tall Amazon Echo or Amazon Alexa. Yeah, I very much got that Echo vibe.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it is where we're going. Like gaming has been, you know, the bastard child of PC gaming for a (laughs) while now. So it makes sense that in more processing power and they try to close that gap, we're going to get things that look more like PCs. I heard. Yeah, I heard that makes
3: sense. Talk about this on another podcast, and it was interesting to me because, like, You're I didn't to think to other about podcasts? it. I listen to a ton of podcasts. <laughs>
4: How dare you? And I
3: always listen to Comic Book Nation. Nuts, okay. uh, <laughs> nuts. But like, it was interesting that I do kind of miss the times where like console designs were a little bit more outlandish. It was like the Saturn or the Dreamcast or like the GameCube. I kind of liked when those, like the Switch You doing just that. named
1: like three failed dead. I know. But, oh, but I, yeah. yeah. like, I GameCube Game like, <laughs> was okay. Yeah, Game it Cube didn't was last that, that but long. But I have like a gaming PC.
4: Like, I, I have a I love Dreamcast tower. too,
1: but it's like the beta vision of Best consoles. Best controllers. <laughs> I still love those controllers. I mean, if it
2: weren't for those controllers, we would not have gotten... The Triggers, man. Triggers was first yeah. on the modern day
1: Xbox controller. Oh, God. The Not Duke. the modern day PlayStation the Duke. controller. A big, bulky, weird hand. I could not never a hold sleek,
4: those sleek, yeah. angled. Yeah. Way too big so, for my hands.
3: So, so okay, so I might be alone in the fact that I want.
2: No, no I'm, I'm with gonna, you okay, on okay. this. Okay. I
4: agree because I, I have a gaming no, PC Jim, and I gotta have gotta a keep tower. Jim on a leash because he'll <laughs> and start I throwing want out something out else. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: but so during the gaming awards, there were a couple reveals. The Batman game did not make the list yet
2: nope. again. Mm. That thing is just
1: a MacGuffin that won't ever be seen. They did. Is it the next Arkham game? or Is this ever like really Batman? Supposed to be the
2: next. Starkham game legacy or something yeah something and in the we've heard
3: court of owls we've yeah. heard a justice league game was canceled and the superman yeah. game rocksteady will be it'll be five years from now it's become like the can we say it's the half-life of yeah. game <laughs> announcements yeah. oh man uh so we also got a look though at joker uh from the upcoming uh dlc for mk11 really cool uh, people are a little split on mm. his look, they made a bunch of fixes. Which
2: he nice. looks
4: like a frat boy with makeup on.
1: <laughs> Great, Wait, hair. Aren't you, isn't this from the person who loves Jerry Leto? No, Joker? I'm obsessed
4: with Joker. I am, but, I, but I'm sorry, nothing. Sindel is just giving me life. She's my favorite Mortal Kombat character of all time, like retro back in so the day.
3: So you're digging the new, because Sindel is oh, recent, right? Yes. She was the last one. That I'm was...
4: loving her. Um, But yeah, I think the Joker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that the re? Is yeah. That the one, the reboot, right there, it's, or
3: it's that's his model from yeah from MK11. Okay. And it's it's interesting. It's not like people are kind of split on the design. Just and a it, Joker. And it's also hard because Injustice just did him.
4: His hair's so good. Not
3: too long ago, and people really liked that version. So yeah, I don't know. The voice is on point, though. Yeah,
4: the voice is great, and I I loved his outfit.
3: What people did not like this would they were at least divided. What people did not like was the Fast and Furious. Game release trailer. Uh, oh, we, no, well, that <laughs> be, we always
1: knew that was going to be. Vin Diesel
3: came out and uh, did the whole big uh, presentation. And boy, that's that's in there. I mean, he voiced himself in the uh-huh. game. Of course. Uh, it's, it just looks a al- That stuff looks like, I guess, if they made a driver in this day and yeah, age. That's like, what it looks
1: like? No, it looks like driver from the day and age. Yeah, that they but made when they the step ride.
3: out of the cars is when it looks... It no, looks, this is
1: like driver, yeah. Yeah,
3: um, so that that kind of got panned for all the hoopla yeah. built up. It got a lot of stuff, though. He is voicing it, so at least <laughs> it's authentic there. Oh uh, we also got, it's, uh, but it's in canon too, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like full on, like in the story. That's why uh, Those
1: the enter the matrix. Tyrese, <laughs> <Yeah. series. laughs> I think Tyrese
3: shows up uh-huh. later on. Like it's yeah, full uh, Michelle Rodriguez is yes, doing her characters. No, with her. it's very much like they want it to be this little side chapter. But no, I
1: mean, I mean, this is going to be one of the best games that PlayStation two has. I think <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
3: uh, we did uh, get the first PS five uh, game announced, uh, which is pretty cool. So that comes uh holiday 2020. That is Godfall. Again, this was kind of, this gave me, um, Oh gosh. Uh, what is the game that, um, Oh my God. I'm blanking. You can't on. blank live. It was just I'm so blanking. short. Uh, <laughs> when killzone first got announced for i think it was the killzone 2 was for the launch game for ps4 i think mm-hmm. it was ps4 and it was yeah, like it was oh cool it's though. pretty it we have no there's That's like no I personality yet i have yet, no idea what and, it's about and, yeah exactly we um, definitely the dialogue
4: was confusing for yeah. me and just it looks good
3: yeah it looks As good it should
4: cuz it's coming out on a brand new console
3: and the biggest thing about this though that kind of even makes me care is that gearbox is making it So Gearbox, developers of Borderlands series, uh, Borderlands 3 recently came out, and that's met rave reviews. Now, of course, Gearbox is also the same uh, publisher, because I think they developed too, but they also published that alien, that horrid uh, alien uh, Colonial Marines game that came out years ago that was panned and stuff. So yes, they have a couple clunkers on their resume, uh, but Borderlands and, and then also Battleborn. Was so, also oh, also weird! Yeah. trailer,
1: and you're like weird animal people in armor. Like, what's happening? And yeah. what's
4: happening with the sky? Yeah, is that a sword? <laughs> is that a tornado? Like a metal tornado? I don't know. But it's pretty. Oh, oh, oh! There's demons on the top. Yeah, and there's circling. like a chimera. I saw like, them. But okay, like a you're like weird animal people. Yeah,
3: yeah. it makes it. It makes an impression. I don't know what to think of it yet, but it is interesting.
1: Just like definitely a looking Egyptian forward to seeing gods. It like what? They yeah, like no, medieval, no,
3: and they gave no. They're like medieval.
1: Here's God the trailer. of Egyptian
3: guy. Oh. uh One of the other ones that was a surprise uh, was Wolf Among Us 2, mm-hmm. which the biggest thing here is that uh, Telltale is, it's it's the part of the team that was involved with the concept of the original okay. uh, before Telltale shut down. That's good. Um, now, it is a reboot, though. So, like, the first game, like, the way they're tackling it is kind of like, I don't know if the first game matters. Uh, they're kind of <laughs> redoing Oh, my gosh, stuff, okay. But they're... It's the same team, and they wanted to give it. So that was a I'm surprise. I'm the that no one
4: '80s vibe. Like the the soundtrack was really cool, kind of like Stranger Things. I
3: mean, if everyone played, my biggest issue with Telltale Games was always that they all felt the same after a while. Like yes, Batman felt the same as Game of Thrones, felt yep. the same as Walking Dead. Yep. Uh, but if that's they can just go licensing in.
1: licensing money, dog. yeah, it was just a well, same game. New new and that's
3: what sent them down to bankruptcy eventually because all those licenses cost money. Yep, mm-hmm. and you and know, we're making it back. Yeah, and they and that's amazing that the first Walking Dead. Game was their only bona fide hit mm-hmm. wow. like that's surreal that that's well, the only one that was profitable else.
1: try to take something that works and stretch it out <laughs> a million
3: good ideas and uh, works once just a couple other quick run-throughs they did show a new final fantasy 7 remake that's trailer what i want uh the oh, cloud man. trailer was so good yeah oh.
1: and barrett starts so talking ready. So, so ready well to done. live that again yes i i am so and just pumped. have to be new because you know it fades from memory all the details yeah. of that game I yeah, absolutely.
3: I was I was pumped after that. And they also showed a quick clip that had Chocobos running around. Yes. And I was stoked about Chobo. that. Uh and then we got a Gears Tactics first trailer, which is essentially Gears XCOM. It looks exactly like it XCOM, does. just with a Gears skin. Yeah. And it's a prequel. So it's set before like all the new stuff. So for old school fans, it's actually perfect. It's just that tactical gameplay. I love it. Not everyone loves. Right.
4: That hardcore yeah. I, I have not played that. Uh,
3: and then finally, uh, a new D&D trailer. Dark Alliance uh, will be a third person game. It is the spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate. Dark Alliance. Uh, we don't know much else about this. There was also a Magic uh, the Gathering MMO announced. Uh, there was also like a, another uh, they actually showed off one of the new decks coming from Magic the Gathering. So overall, it was a pretty good response.
4: There's to the a game lot of, of information yeah. and I forgot so much yeah, until we had to like rewatch for the podcast. Yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty good show. A lot I think of this information.
3: The first year where they pulled off a show and no one's everyone's just talking about well, we didn't get a Batman game or whatever, but mm-hmm. no one's saying, like, oh, those were a joke, where they used to be, like, right. Snoop Dogg would present yeah, and, yeah. like, all the crazy stuff. Like, this, the biggest thing they had was, like, Green Day come out on stage, and, like, you know... Uh, Which is it,
4: awesome. Yeah, Sorry. it was cool. Like, none of <laughs> that stuff Green was panned, so
3: very interesting, so that's that.
1: All right, and Matt, we're not done because you still got it hyped today. Man, you have, like... Oh, just, dude! I didn't know you snuck in and, like, took over the show, but uh, you <laughs> got a, Power Rangers updates give us
3: one. Oh, I didn't see this. We never have the chance to do it, so I'm gonna take advantage when it happens. He so. loves Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially so much. uh the Power Rangers reboot, which we had heard that Hasbro was developing, uh Is got a movie reboot? Movie reboot, nope. okay. so reboot. got a director. They already have a script being worked on. Uh evidently some people have read the script and have good things to say, but uh The main director is going to be end of the effing world, Jonathan Entwistle. I believe that's how I'm saying that, right? I believe that's right. Uh, He's going to be directing right now. So that's all we really know. So that's why it was just going to be a quick thing. Uh, But the biggest thing was that uh, people who have uh, seen the script evidently say that time travel is going to be uh, a a part of this in some way. takes place in the 90s. (gasps) So they are very much going to hit those nostalgia fits. Um, oh, that's exciting. And then hopefully the time travel thing means, you know, we can get some, because like one of the things that the 2017 reboot tried to do was modernize this group of characters and everything, but people said like, you went too modern. You went mm-hmm. too far. Hopefully the they'll be the 90s, going back to the 90s, we'll be able to kind of find that balance between that's the kitschy, really cool. which Power Rangers fans love, yeah. and the grounding of an actual cast, you know, because people loved the cast from the last one. It was just all a lot of the stuff that surrounded it. So that's. Only he goes
1: back and mistakes like a person in a putty, like one of those old putty costumes is a real putty, and like beats them out, and then finds like, <laughs> not really yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, and I like, I don't know how it made the mistake. Basically Matt's telling you that That he's gonna have a job come 2020 So (laughs) that's good Good for you man I'm I'm happy for you I'm happy for you All right, we're gonna take a break right there But when we come back We got some deep diving to do Into the Watchmen finale We got new comics to talk about And I got an update on Mr. Robot That I want to share So stay tuned for all of that All right, you know they can still see you on the. video,
4: I know, right? I know. <laughs> just making
1: sure. <laughs> just making sure. Also, I don't think. Do we actually cut? No, not no on you video. don't cut. So not on video. So I thought that was like a no, commercial no break or something. So, they wonderful. still saw you coughing. I'm but, gonna uh, leave uh, yeah. now. But <laughs> on the audio, don't worry. Oh, on the audio, also. you're golden there. On okay, the audio, that's fine. All right, but uh, shout yeah, out to the video so the
4: people watching. A little behind
1: the scenes <laughs> look with Janelle Wheeler. Not quite behind the scenes, but scenes look. All right, so let's talk Watchmen. So Watchmen has come to an end. Uh, We've been tracking the show since the beginning, and, uh, you know, quite an ending it was. Uh, They managed to pack in quite a bit of reveals in this and still give us a kind of, you know, actually entertaining, action-packed finale on top of that that had some uh, drama, and uh, they managed, speaking of landing planes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Damien Lindelof has literally and figuratively had trouble landing these planes sometimes with different series.
4: also... Spoiler.
1: That's a lost oh, reference. Yeah. We oh, yeah.
4: are spoiling the finale. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing left here. Yeah, like we, it's all over now. Watchmen's over. Like, if if you're just waiting, like, I'm gonna get to it in January. Like, <laughs> you sorry, need bro. Like, this you, is an yeah. event yeah. show. Yeah It's an event show. People are buzzing. Like, mm-hmm. we're gonna buzz, buzz, buzz. You know. Yeah. Uh, but that was a lost reference for Brandon Davis about Amy and <laughs> Lindelof not being able to land planes. He's somewhere plans. chuckling. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he managed to do it this time and do it pretty, pretty darn well. So, spoilers again. One last time. Spoilers for the season finale and entire season of Watchmen because we're going to talk about it. So, when we last left things uh, after that excellent God Walks Into a Bar penultimate episode with Dr. Manhattan and the whole history between him and Angela... This One is a lot more literal. It's like we gotta, you know, solve the problem of the uh, 7th Cavalry stealing Dr. Manhattan's powers and becoming you know godlike white supremacists. Angela's got to get Dr. Manhattan back. Laurie Blake's you know captured and kind of get out of that situation. And what we do is we start the episode instead of getting some much needed backstory about uh Ozymandias and his connection to Lady True in a bizarre and I love when the show knows like Watchmen and how weird it can get and it just does like weird things so we see lady true's quote unquote origin story which is like a spy slash housekeeper in vietnam was working for ozymandias broke into his like little vault of uh (coughs) excuse me of his saved materials which are like his blood semen samples all that stuff takes a semen sample and inseminates herself in his office Mm -hmm. so that she can you know create a super genius baby which is lady true yeah. Um, so he's, she's his daughter, which was a, a pretty prevalent fan theory we had even discussed, I think tossed around on the show. Um, yeah, but then we begin to get like what the end goal is that the seventh Cavalry wants to steal Dr. Manhattan's powers and take them. But Lady True is kind of laughing at them because she's the one who's really the mastermind who's going to take Dr. Manhattan's powers for herself. Um, with the goal and, and the goal is the same for each, each group. They want to create their versions of a better world. For Lady True, that's a kind of much more benevolent kind of – in, in <clears throat> her view at least. She's a super genius scientific. If she got the power, she could set the world right. Um, you know, the so 7th Cavalry. Like,
4: yeah, it's just like Ozzy. <laughs> yeah, the it's, it's everybody. It's the same yeah.
1: megalomaniacal thing yep. no matter who who says it, which is why I love Laurie Br- Blake who kind of like puts that all into focus about like people who want to do this are all nuts basically. Yes. Um, And yeah. so it's a showdown to make that happen. And uh, it's kind of an intricate chess game of a showdown where, like, Angela tries to convince the Seventh Cavalry to give it up. You know, that senator guy from uh, House on Haunted Hill shows his true colors, and they're not friendly colors, Uh, mostly just white and only white. Uh, (laughs) Then, uh, basically, the long short of it is Lady True's plan, kind of like she teleports them out. The senator guy vaporizes himself into a goo. (laughs) <laughs> uh, trying to get so Dr. Great. Manhattan's power.
4: She said verbatim, it makes you pop like a water balloon. Yeah. <laughs> if you try and, to do this.
1: And that's exactly a what happened. Yeah, to yep. that guy. Um, Lady True almost gets the power, but Dr. Manhattan manages to use that goo to get, because it flows, the blood flows like under Lori and uh, um, Looking Glass and Ozymandias' feet. And he sends him away. But we should say, like, we also learned the origin story that Ozymandias was on this planet and how Dude, he got all. I oh love gosh. that reveal. <laughs> so yeah, so we cool. learned that what we've been watching is not in the same set of time that Ozymandias was on this planet years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he used the bodies of those clones to spell out the words "Save me, daughter," because Lady True had tracked him down and said, "I'm your daughter. I want all this money so I can basically become Doctor Manhattan and get his powers and." he kind of lambasted her and said, oh, you're not my daughter. Like, I started from nothing, and that's all you're going to start from. And so, like, when he got stuck on this planet... He, he said, I'll never call you He said, daughter. I'll never call you daughter. So he spells out, save me daughter, because she told him that she was going to send a probe. She knew where Dr. Manhattan really was. She saw through the Mars illusion and that he was on this Europa, this moon of Jupiter, and that she was sending a probe that would get there in five years. And so when Dr. Manhattan transported Ozymandias in there, it was in that five-year window where he was stuck. And he knew she was coming, so he spells out Save Me Daughter. And so because he humbles himself that way, she sent a ship and brought him back. And to keep him in cryostasis for the years of trip, she sprayed him gold and made a statue out of him, which is a statue that had been in her kind of courtyard earlier mm-hmm. all throughout the season as we saw this statue of him kind of sitting uh, in her mm-hmm. courtyard. Yeah. It's revealed it was actually him just.
2: Like it was him the whole time.
1: Yeah, basically like cake like a choco bunny, like <laughs> yeah. just stuck in this gold. <laughs> so and, great. And it is great for a lot of reasons about it, If you know Ozymandias and his whole story. Um, so they, they bring him back in the finale. So he, he's now in present day and just in time so that his daughter can kind of gloat and show him how she becomes Dr. Manhattan. And so he gets, Dr. Manhattan sends them to Karnak Back where you find out that all these random squids that have been falling from the sky all season Ozzy Ozymandias just had put this set up an automated system to do this to keep scaring the world <laughs> into thinking that at any yeah. moment the squid could come back. Yeah. And so he comes up with this plan to basically this time freeze the squids into these super hard shards and then puts them over kind of where Lady True is doing this whole transformation process creating this insane like just punch a hole through everything, like people, things, like so basically crazy. sprinkler system of deadly spikes.
3: Oh my god. And yeah, and
1: it pretty it's pretty gruesome because she looks up. The hands. only
2: thing the only thing I didn't understand was they made a very big point to show Lady True in conjunction with the background of the Seventh Calvary, their church with you know Jesus and whatnot. And so they had that whole juxtaposition going there, and then they have they have one of those squids basically go through one of her hands. And she pulls her hand over, and I was, and I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> all right, I see, I see, I see what we're doing here."
1: But also at the same time, I didn't really get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends if she rises again, it'll make sense. Yeah. The, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess she just got up there on the. Well, she didn't think she was getting on the cross, and I don't think she was heavily religious, so it was kind right. of yeah. screwed her over. Yeah, it <laughs> was just it
2: was just a weird like. But it was just, it was so Ozymandias' excitement for the plan that he had come up with mm-hmm. to outwit True. Like, just like, Jeremy Irons has, has been phenomenal so throughout good. this yeah. entire series. Yeah. And he's like, it's going to be like a
1: Gatling gun raining
2: down from the heavens. And I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, and he's like,
1: but it's so great because... Looking Glass, the the thing I loved about that scene is Looking Glass is, like, freaking out because <laughs> the first time, like, Lori is just casually, and Jean Smart has been so great on the show, too. Uh-huh. Oh she gosh. just Favorite casually, character. like, is telling him, like, yeah... You know, it's true, like, you know, they confirmed that, like, years ago, this was all a manufactured attack and it wasn't real. And, like, that Lori knows about it and was part of it. And he's just, like, looking glass, like, Tim Blake Nelson's just like, what? We <laughs> can <just> see his <laughs> mind, like, exploding, like, every two seconds. Yeah. And, like, he's, well, because just he's so, been suffering
2: some serious yeah, PTSD,
1: PTSD. Yeah, Because he was involved in the out, first attack like, and hey, he was a conspiracy theorist yeah. about. Real alien dimensions, and Mm -hmm. he believed in all that stuff, and he finds out it's all crap, and he's just like, "What?" (laughs) He like
4: felt bad, and and, like
1: the fact that Laurie knew, like, yeah, but the thing is that because they made this choice, and if you know the original Watchmen, like these characters have already made this choice, like Ozymandias decided to kill millions of people, and Laurie knew about it and decided to live with a secret and never expose it. So when they're making this plan, they're going over, and Ozymandias is like. Yeah, a lot of people are going to get killed, but, you know, we're going to stop them. And Lori's like, yeah, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> and, of our like, lives. and like Tim Blake Nelson is looking at her like, isn't this evil? And she's just like, eh. we've and, already made. Yeah, that. we've yeah, already crossed that. We've mark. already Long crossed that. Road. Yeah. And but so, I do like, love that Lori nuts. like
4: had the moment of, you know, she wanted to save Sister Night. Like she yeah. had to get that call in.
1: And And that was full circle for her because she doesn't believe in masks and all that stuff. Yeah. But she does. She calls Angela and saves her. Yeah. And uh, everything comes. And they wrap up Angela's story in a nice full circle. Her grandfather's waiting in a theater that we saw him in in the very opening of the season where the Tulsa massacre happened, where his uh, mother played the piano at the movie theater. And her kids, Dr. Manhattan, sent her kids there with him so they were safe during all of this. And she just walks in the theater and kind of talks to him and kind of, you know, does that whole thing, and they bond, and she he comes to live with her, even though um, Doctor Manhattan ultimately is destroyed. He kind of just, Lady True does destroy him before Ozymandias can stop her. And the ending of the show is great, because they do this thing where, they do a great job of bringing back things you didn't pay attention the first time. Mm-hmm. So, like, when Doctor Manhattan is talking to Angela from their very first meeting and the date, you know, he's, he gives her this thing about the, you know, the causality of his vision is... You know, is it the chicken or the egg? I can see the things that are happening, but am I seeing the chicken or am I seeing the egg? And like, there's a big scene where right before the seventh cavalry attacks them, um, he's making waffles, like using his powers, and he, she's like, and he's like, mind the eggs or and watch the eggs, and the eggs come floating out of the thing, and she grabs them, smashes on the floor, and that's when she like, you know, shakes him and saying, like, we gotta do something, we gotta go fight, and all this stuff. But afterwards, and when it's all done, she comes back to the house and finds that there's one egg unsmashed in the thing, and it cuts back, and he had mentioned to her in like a way that we all forgot about that mm-hmm. he could mm-hmm. possibly transfer his powers to somebody.
4: Into and, something organic. Into
1: something organic that somebody else could then consume and be, get his powers. And so he left his powers basically in this one egg, which Andrew wow. then takes and eats, and he had said to her you know, she, he disappears from the kitchen and she and then he can't find her and he, she hears the kid screaming and, he, she, and he's out walking in the pool and she's like, what the hell are you doing? You're <laughs> freaking the kids out. And he's like, I gotta walk on water. It's very important for you to see this. And she's like, what? And he's like, it's important for later and she doesn't understand, of course. So the very last scene of the show is her going out to the pool, eating the egg and like taking off her shoes and stepping out to the water, and as her foot gets to the water, that's when it just cuts to oh, the
2: floor. Yeah. Oh,
1: so yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh,
5: my So God. good. The yeah. show is so Which is so also good. kind that's of, ficas- if you see
1: behind us, was always, which I love about that, is teased in the oh, very yeah. first poster. Everything about the season, the finale, uh-huh. is teased in that poster image wow. of her standing in front of the doomsday clock and kind of having this blue glint on mm-hmm. her face, which a lot of people thought is different things, like, oh, she's looking at Dr. Manhattan and all that, but now you know, like, it might yeah. be... And it Whoa, was a hint done. that she has the power. So that's the end of Watchmen, and that's Woo. what happens. But Janelle, I wanted to kind of ask you and Jim, since you both watched it, yeah. the big question now is, does this show need a season two? I'd say it's earned it, but yeah. the question is, does it Gosh, need it? that's a heck because, of a statement. Yeah, that's this great. Has it has like earned it. has been like the perfect self-contained kind of companion piece to Watchmen, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think like some of the creative team would come back. Like Lindelof has, you know, said, "I did my oh, thing, no. I pulled this off. I think I'm done with this."
4: No, like kind of I that. I hate to hear that.
1: At the same time, while well, I want to see this continue, I don't see? know what story they tell. Exactly. I, I mean, like it's not that it's not that I was expecting this
2: one, but it enough time had passed, and you know, the idea seemed solid enough that I was like, "All right, cool." But like, I don't know where you go from here.
4: Well. I The only question I have is from the movie, one of my favorite parts visually is when uh, Dr. Manhattan first becomes Dr. Manhattan and the sequence of him pulling himself together from nothing. Um, like I love the visual aspect of like different parts of the inside inner workings of a body is appearing like a ghost in areas around that place. Like could that happen again? Is that still around? Can he pull himself together from being left up in that aircraft? I don't know. Or the mechanism that pulled him apart in the first place. I mean, that could be something. It could be now Angela and they both exist with these powers. It could be that True, you know, can pull herself together like he did. There's many options, but I did read the article that was written about the second season. And, you know, I think you had it. Right on the head, like that that's exactly it deserves a second season. I want a second season, but i I understand if they don't want to kind of ruin this beautiful masterpiece that they they made,
1: yeah. um, I would think like for my for my sake, I think there's a happy medium in taking the kind of anthology approach, mm-hmm. which is kind of what this was to begin with. Okay. It sure. tied into the original mythology, but it was very much its own. Kind of and kind of anthology story about Watchmen in the world of Watchmen, but in like Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the self-contained, very Mm -hmm. self-contained story. Yeah, um, you could also continue to do that because there was a lot of world building done that we we could explore more, like what happened to Night Owl, what's up in Tulsa, yeah, Night Owl. I actually would kind
2: of like it if Ozymandias was kind of the the connection point, where because like now he's just. Well, I guess no, they took him they took him to, to jail. That yeah, would be a jail. cool uh, sequence like, to see. Yeah, him I, like, I want to know where like where Night Owl is and what yeah. you know, what the hell's he doing when all this is going you know, going on around. It's just weird because you had so many of the characters in this Sans comedian because, well, he's dead, but also and Rorschach's and so, like, dead. And Rorschach's dead. Um, you know, where do you go in an, an anthology story outside of Night Owl that hasn't already, you know
1: well there's also the original minute I mean they got hood adjustments made to him a big part of this. I mean there's still a lot of mythology to expand upon and transform and and kind of do stuff with um yeah I mean there's any number of things you could explore just if you took the right creative hook. I mean we who knew we'd ever get this. That's story? true. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, this one yeah. came out of nowhere. But
3: it only works if the person running it has the like can find that hook. Exactly. Right. He says no, nah, I,
1: I don't have No, it would that. have to be a new creative yeah, team. Like, just, it would yeah. have to be a new creative team. That's but, a
4: lot to live up to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd be interested in almost just that. But otherwise, I don't I don't think I need to continue this story of, of Angela Abar and all that. Because I feel like this did a really good job in wrapping that all up and putting mm-hmm. it together. So, I mean, Watchmen is a great thing. I think it was one of my favorite TV show of 2019. And if you guys Same. haven't checked it out figure out a way to get in on HBO or look for some deals on whatever is, is getting offered over digital over the holiday season. And be sure to check that out. If you can sit down and just check, you know, watch that over the holidays, you'll, you'll be happy for it. All right. Uh, moving right along. So we got a little bit of time left. Um, I'm just gonna do a real quick shout out. Mr. Robot USA's Mr. Robot is coming to an end. And this show has been one of like twist turns and reveals itself. Some of the best and the best storytelling, uh, in modern TV and, it man spoilers for i think this is the penultimate episode of mr robot or, or the third to last uh this kind of last season has basically dealt with the fallout between elliot and his hacker group f society and their rivals the dark army and its master white rose uh and white rose finally got exposed as being the chinese minister and kind of has regressed into her uh kind of transgender and <laughs> identity as a woman white rose and basically this episode was a basic showdown between White Rose and Elliot at the nuclear power plant where Elliot's story began, uh, where things kind of melted down in his hometown and poisoned his father and, you know, his best friend's father and created these circumstances that really made them all become the people they were. And he's kind of in this room with the, he has to kind of stop White Rose, who then kills herself and leaves him to play a computer simulation to stop a nuclear meltdown. And he plays it, and he wins, but it's a trap because he can't get out. The facility itself is still going to blow, and it blows. And then we find out we are in, one more time, spoilers, spoilers for Mr. <laughs> Robot. We are in an alternate universe, he finds himself in. Now, Mr. Robot has never done anything like this. Mm. So he wakes Weird. up, and he's in an alternate universe, and everything is different. Like, he's going about his life. It's this pivotal day in the show, May 9th, 5-9, uh, which is when his hacker group basically caused you know, pandemonium by wiping out the world financial system um, in the first season. So he's back in this pivotal point and everything's different. His best friend's still alive. His dad, who we found out, abused him as a little kid and made him kind of the split personality maniac he was, is his best friend in this reality. Wow. And he goes through this life and he can't figure out, he just keeps having these headaches and he can't figure out why all these characters that are dead are back and and everything's like normal. And it kind of just ends with him coming back to his room and finding another version of himself sitting there. And like I said, this is not the show that Mr. Robot has ever been. And so there's a lot of fan theories going on now. And basically a lot of show deals in is is framed in computer and hacking things like uh, loops and execute sequences and all that. All the episode titles are like that and the themes of each episode are like that. And so basically the theory now is this show has been actually about a kid from an alternate reality who comes to this different reality and... What we thought was his mental illness the whole time, because he has multiple personalities, he loses memories in the first season. is all about him not really knowing who he is and being this unreliable narrator. He partners with this girl he tries to kiss. It turns out to be his sister. Oh and the moment he kisses her, she's like, What are you doing? And he can't remember that it was his sister. So now the thing, the theory is that he was just a guy who was transported into another reality. And in this reality, because in this new reality, he doesn't have a sister and he's best friends with his dad. And throughout the show, Mr. Robot is actually the split personality of his father that he talks to who's Christian Slater. Um, So now the theory is these weren't, he's not mentally ill, he's from another reality. And these were all just kind of manifestations of his actual reality that he was remembering, kind of conflicting with the one he's now living in. Very so major. What? And that this has happened in a <laughs> pattern of loops. Yeah, <laughs> mind exactly. Blown. Sam Esmail has wow. just like mind effed everybody. Okay, now who I show. really
4: have to watch. And this. there was no
1: kind of big sci-fi premise like this at all until right. That's now. what's
4: hooking me right and, now. That's and, like, why I want to watch this is the it. The end of
1: the show, last couple episodes, and now the last episodes will deal with this about oh, this possibly man. all being a in a loop. And his enemy in the show has been E Corp. But in this new reality, uh, it, it's a It's just a fine, normal company called F-Corp. And now the theory is that there's been an A-Corp, a B-Corp, a C-Corp, a D-Corp in these different realities that keep looping until we come to some kind of point, I guess, at the end of the show. So that's what just happened on Mr. Cool. Robot. My mind hurts. Jeez. So if you're on Reddit, get, I mean, lose some time on Reddit to help explain <laughs> all this. Because this show that has played with the ideas that, I mean, but it the show has done this all along. That reality isn't what it seems, yada, yada, yada. And kind of pull the rug out of several times, including like season two where he's like living in the inner city, trying to go about this routine life and beat addiction. And then you find out halfway through, he's actually in jail the whole time. Like, and he's just been imagining this reality over. Wow. So he's not like, yeah. So Mr. Robot's crazy kids. And if you haven't checked it out, it's time to, that'll bring us to our last topic, Matt. We got a very tight time. Yep. Strength constraint, but uh, take us through the new comics of the week as always. So that, we know what to buy.
3: So this
1: week is loaded. Don't screw us because the holidays are coming up. This we week need is to loaded. Out and read some stuff. This
3: week is loaded, <laughs> and next week is almost nothing. So it's just like they're shoving all the stuff before. Uh, so uh, first thing here, uh, claws and the uh, life and times of Joe Christmas. This is Grant Morrison and Dan Moore's uh, annual holiday. I don't know. Book. if I need Grant Morrison's take. Here's the thing. This this issue, uh, I absolutely do. I like this series. Just fun, and it's like essentially what Santa does. The other 364 days of the year. Uh, but he's like this awesome kind of hero guy and like has all this. I definitely want to see this. It's awesome. This story is a very, uh, very touching, very like emotional, uh, personal story. And it's done without any dialogue. And it's Whoa. like, it's a, it's a giant sized issue. So it's a lot. It's gorgeous. I would definitely check this out if you're yeah. looking for something different. Uh, we also have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 46. I got it in at the beginning this time. We also have Angel number eight, uh, Once in Future number five. Uh, and then we move into DC. Uh, DC has Batman number 85, which is the end of Tom King's long run ever since the end Batman of City Rebirth. Of uh, this is the end of City of Bane, and then he goes and does his little spin-off, the Bat and Batman Cat. Catwoman
1: book. Uh, I really, as long as they keep calling each other Bat and Cat, I'm down with it. I that. really
3: enjoyed this issue. It is not what I expected from nothing a in climactic City of Bane. First thing. of all,
1: nothing in City of Bane, which I have enjoyed immensely thanks to you um, – it, it, one of the best Batman stories I've read is at all like you expect, right? Bane. Yes, and none of it matches the freaking covers. Like, no,
3: and this one is exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, we have this giant conclusion," and this is like, "Hey, we're going to take some little side alleyways," and it's like, <laughs> and "Okay." I,
1: I got to say, I hope DC does more like this, where you have these big kind of heady premises. Bane takes over Gotham and makes yeah. it a no man's land, but we didn't spend any time like doing any comic booky stuff in that in that setting. It was yeah. all focused on like Batman. Catwoman, there's a whole episode of of, issue of them just on a beach. Yeah. Like getting close and eventually having sex a couple times and deciding they love each other. Yeah, like, that's and this very much has sex that. a
3: lot. Yeah, this this very much has that. Like if you've liked that be, from the run, you'll love this issue because it's very much yeah. it does a lot.
1: One issue is so. just a, a conversation of Alfred's last. Oh festival. my god! Oh my god, man! Like, that one a voiceover. Like, yeah. <laughs> one, uh, I love the one with Thomas Wayne's backstory, all that. So, like, yeah, thank you for recommending.
3: Uh, in polar opposite to that, we have Batman: Last Night on Earth, number three, which is like crazy over the top post-apocalyptic whatever that was also really good i really enjoyed that i can't believe Uh, it's still going on but yeah i mean that that it's three it's just three issues and done but you know it's very much like they were kind of giant sized and a lot uh it's a gorgeous issue uh if you've been interested in like that he holds a joker head uh with him uh, there's a lot of joker stuff in this issue so he's kind of been on the sidelines for a lot of it but this very much puts him in the forefront uh we also have doomsday clock number 12 it's finally Speaking done. Speaking of
1: things that are not done,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am shocked that this came
1: out. That it's out now. That it's out <coughs> before
3: the year turned.
2: Yeah,
1: I think they got mad that the Watchmen series was wrapping up and doing so well, and they were like, "But we're here too." <laughs> <laughs> they put it out on
3: all that cross, like all of cross them. promotional stuff, they could have done nothing because this book was so late. Uh, uh, I, you know, I've been hit and miss on this. So, but this is out. I definitely this would be one to now that it's out would be interesting to read the whole thing and then dissect it because I kind of gave up on it midway because you could never count on it actually releasing wow. uh, Harley number three this is also a limited series and it's the last issue uh, this has also been really good but very different very different and adult kind of Harley story uh, Justice League number 38 I will say Jaro has a pimp moment in this yeah. book and I do love Jaro uh, Suicide Squad number one is Tom Taylor's relaunch of that series uh, I actually haven't had a chance to read it yet It uh, it was, it was
2: really good i mean look tom taylor yes has been non has
3: been just unstoppable deceased like all his spider-man stuff from yeah. the neighborhood just yeah. been,
2: and this is this is an opportunity for him to be on a bigger in continuity book
3: and he totally rocked it i loved oh, it awesome uh yeah uh and then we're gonna move oh and then wonder woman dead earth number one as well that's also a dc black label kind of limited series so dc has a lot of that going on uh marvel we have 2099 omega number one if you've been keeping up with the 2099 stuff uh annihilation scourge omega number one uh we also have avengers uh ex- oh, we have a ton of books, so i'm gonna just rattle these off excalibur number four fallen angels number four marauders number, four, fallen n-
1: angels number four three just n- come
3: out yes new mutants <laughs> number four and x-force number four all this mm. week How are you? How are you trying to do? Like, can we fit all that into the next? Yeah.
4: (laughs) How are are you keeping track?
3: (laughs) That is nuts. That is so many X books. We also have uh, King Thor number four. Uh, We have two Star Wars books. The one you brought up earlier, The Rise of Kylo Ren, number one. And then we have Empire Ascent number one. So a bunch of Star Wars stuff makes sense. Tying in with all the Star Wars stuff going on. We also have that little movie coming out. uh, uh, Old Guard Force Multiply, number one for something not DC and Marvel. I know it (laughs) fit a lot in there. But that is Comics This Week. Cool. All right.
1: That's Comics This Week, Next Week, and through the holidays, apparently. You're you're good for the new (laughs) year. (laughs) All right. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. As always, if you're just now getting into the show, we post new episodes every Wednesday with Janelle Wheeler and every Friday with just me and Matt. Uh, Here on comicbook.com, we can subscribe to our RSS feed. Or you can subscribe on your favorite listening platform. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, <laughs> all those things. You can tell Google's Amazon Tons Alexa, of comics, tons to, of faces to watch us, Alexa listen to us. To a fire up comic book nation <laughs> podcast or you can find us on YouTube if you want to continue the conversation with anything we talked about about the show. We're always at the hashtag Comic Book Nation or you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB.
4: And you can find me at Janelle Wheeler on Twitch and all the socials.
1: If you are loving the show, please go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Uh periodically, we will read reviews from iTunes and if we read your five-star review, we will send you some free Comic Book Nation swag. So be sure to get those reviews in because uh, we definitely are going to get one more reading and t-shirt sent out in before the end of the year. Yay. We'll just dropped yeah. a whole bunch into the mailbox today. Oh, there you go. Christmas Jim, so Santa Jim, getting your uh, shirt Christmas Jim! Love- just yes. in time for the holidays. Santa!
4: That's All a great right. name.
1: That'll do it for us here at Comic Book Nation. Thank you, and we hope next time we talk to you guys uh, you're getting ready and excited to see Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And uh, just try to enjoy everybody out there. And uh, later. Peace. Deuces you <laughs>